1: yeah! Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner Brett Boone as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, bat, Brett Boone. I uh, look at your life. I look at your career. Uh, it, it wasn't exactly a smooth path, no. you know. Um, You're born in Cuba. Yes, uh, and I've had some guy. I've had Tony Perez on the show, his son Eduardo, uh, Louis Tion, who I want to get to a little bit later, who actually mentioned you in in uh, in the interview I had with Louis. Uh, I want to hear your family story, how you got to the U.S. from Cuba, and then I got a Cuba story for you. Uh, I, I was there in the late '80s playing in the, the against the Cuban national
0: team, but I want to yeah. hear your family story. So. <clears throat> I was born in, I was born in 94. My parents married in 93. I was born in 94, um, but I'm born December 10 of 94. And in July of 95, we come to the States. My dad had, his family had put like a lottery ticket in for him. He didn't even write it himself. He They put his name um, in this lottery. And so in Cuba, they make this, um, they do this lottery where they pick out names. And they do about, I think it's like 10, 15, or 20,000 a year, but not necessarily because you get picked, you're able to come to the States automatically. You got to come up with some money. Um, you got to make sure you know, you're settled in Cuba to be able to come over here. Um, so we had that in order. He had a sister here in Miami at the time um, that helped him with the process from here. And obviously, we were doing. Our, uh, our our stuff over there to be able to come. Um, so we come in '95. My mom is 19. My dad is 26. I want to say um, I'm a newborn. And this sister that he has uh, helps us with you know the first couple months here. Takes us in. My dad finds a job. My mom finds a job. Um, we we move out. I think like in the first six months of us being here, um, and then. My, dad, my dad's been working nonstop from 96 all the way till last year where I told him to take a little break. Um, waking up at 5 a.m. every single day, getting home at five o'clock in the afternoon every single day, Monday to Friday. Um, my mom uh, was more of a housewife. She was the one that would take me to school, um, make sure my homework was done, fed me. My dad would come, ho- uh, come home from work at five once I started getting to that age where I was playing baseball, I started at four years old. Um, every time my dad would get home, come, come home, change, shower, change, have something to eat, take me to practice or take me to the game. And we did that all the way until high school from four years old to, you know, 15 years old. Um, so for 10, 10, 11 years, that's all we did. Um, I was always a um, position player. I pitched at times because I threw a lot of strikes, but uh, I loved to, to play out the outfield. Um, I, was, I was I was I was an outfielder all the way until until sophomore year in high school, and then we were we didn't have any any pitching, and they're like, hey, we we need you to pitch. So I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I know how to pitch. I, I'll pitch. Um, I was 80 80 to 84 uh, as a sophomore, or junior, and then it wasn't until that that fall of a uh, senior year where. I started working out. I started uh, trying to get stronger. I didn't know I didn't know how reachable the draft was for me. Um lefty, 5'9", five, 5'10" five, at best. Uh, I was 87, 88. Um I just didn't know like what the market was or you know what 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 people liked or wanted. Um, but my goal was always to play to go to college and Um, Hispanic families, I I mean, probably all families around the world, they want their son to go to school, get a degree, uh, make a name for themselves. I I would have been the first, uh, first generation to go to college here in the United States. So that would have been something big for me or big for my family. Um, and I remember it wasn't until probably like two or three months before the draft, a bunch of scouts showing up to the games and I'm like, man, I, I can't believe this is happening right now. Like I'm the only player here in this field that is throwing eighty seven, eighty-eight, and nobody else is hitting nobody else is hitting Homers here. So I'm like, this is for me. This is for me. Um so and thing, and then one thing led to the other and, and uh I remember I was a thirty six rounder. Thank God there was forty rounds back then because yeah, right it's now it's changing. It's changing. Right now, would have not been drafted. Um, so they call me. Uh, the Yankees call me, and, and the area scout here at the time, Carlos, Carlos Marti. Um, we had a good relationship because he was a teacher at my school. He, 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 he coached me in my summer team. Um, he's like, hey, we got to go to Tampa because they want you to. I was already drafted, and they wanted me to throw a live VP in Tampa. I'm like, how does that make any sense? They saw me for six months in high school. They want me to throw a live VP, and that's that's going to, that's what's going to determine if they sign you or not. So, anyways, we go to Tampa. I throw against their their GCL guys, their minor league guys, um, and they offered me on the spot. They said, "Hey, we're going to give you seventy five thousand to to sign," and I said, "No, I'm, I'm I'd rather go to school." We leave about five seven minutes later. Um, they call back and they say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you eighty five And my parents at the time were like. Hey, you do whatever you want. Like, we're, we don't want to influence your decision. Like you make this career out of yourself. We want you to be happy. And once they said that, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sign. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to school. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the 85 K. Um, and it was, it was, you know, obviously a a tough, tough minor league career for me, but it worked out.
1: Yeah. And, and, the thing about it is people, you know, I, I look at the game today and and I think it's great. I think a lot of this, the strides that not only the big league level is making, but the minor league level, I, I appreciate all that. <coughs> but when I was back, I was in the minor leagues and in uh, 1990, I signed and man, I went to a ball and it was like. I'm here for one reason to get to double a and to get out of double a and, and in a ball, you know, it was the Carolina league. And back then it was, you know, it was, you make $7. Mm-hmm. seven fifty a month and you find your own housing. It wasn't like we have today. I walk into the minor league locker rooms today. I'm like, do you have any clue what it was like when I was playing in the minor leagues? But back then I didn't care. It's like, I'm getting an opportunity to live my dream. Yep and the only way i get out of this this a ball park with the with the, you know a, a locker rinky dink locker in the corner and leaking pipes is i play really good and, and then when i got to the big leagues and after you know i had a, some time in the big leagues i'd look back at those minor league days and with with fondness i thought yeah we struggled but we were all in it together we didn't care we were all about the winning games and playing well yeah. and it, it and it wasn't a big deal money wasn't a big issue it's like we you know i I'd get my rent aside, I'd pay the rent, had a few bucks here, and you find a way to get by. But it ain't about that. Because yeah. I can't wait to get to the ballpark to hit early and, and get the hell out of A ball, get the double A, then get to triple A, then get to the big league. So it was all it was. I didn't look at it as poor me. I'm a minor leaguer. I need, you know, I need this, all this nice stuff. It's like, no, I was hungry. And, and it made me appreciate the big leagues once I got to the big leagues. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's good to give the minor league guys a better environment, better equipment, better fields to play on. I'm all for that. Yeah. But when I hear guys, oh, we need this and we need that, I laugh. I've got a son that's in the minor leagues. And I, if he starts in on that, I say, listen, buddy, you don't add a nickel to the bottom line. Nobody, nobody comes to the stadium to watch you play. You get an opportunity to chase your dream. And I, and I laugh about it, but those, those stories. And, uh, so your parents are from Cuba. Baseball's huge in Cuba. I was in Cuba. Huge. I go there in 1989. It wasn't the Olympics. It was like the Pan Am games or something. We fly into Cuban back then. You couldn't go to Cuba. You weren't allowed unless, you know, it was a special thing. And it was, you know, the USA team playing the Cuban national team. By the way, we got whooped three games. Really? It was like men playing with boys. I was back in when Linares was the third baseman. And and there was some crazy guy that was all over. The, he was kind of the, the showman of the group. I forget. He's a famous Mesca? guy. Mesca? Yeah. 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 He had, the, he had the high socks and he was kind of the... He was kind of like why people came there. He entertained everybody. Yeah. But uh, we went in there, you know, kind of cocky, thought we were going to whoop up. I mean, we got drubbed all three games. I don't even think Castro no kept here, hearing Castro's coming to the game. And I think they were whooping us so bad. I don't know if he ever showed up, but uh, <laughs> it was an interesting time. And I'm, I know your dad before he came out here, your, your parents. Uh, I was befriended by a Cuban two Cuban guys spoke great English, <clears throat> came up to us. You know, we got our USA gear. We're walking around Havana and we were befriended by these two guys and said, Hey, we will take you around. We'll show you the sights. We'll take care of you. And they did. They got us some cigars and took us to some, to some cool places. And at the end of every night, you know, that we'd go back to our hotel. And we'd shake hands and say, Hey, see you tomorrow. We'll meet here. We'll go here. And they're going to show us the sights." So, so one night that guy comes to me and he says, uh, Hey Booney, can I get 10 bucks or, or you know, I want to go to the tech." And I said, of course, these guys have been great for us. I hand him a $10 bill, American. I turn around on the ground. Police tackled him paddy wagon to jail for taking money from me. That one, got real for me. And then right before we left, he, he asked me if I could buy him a, a, uh, a blow up boat. And I said, what are you doing? He says, I got to get off the Island. And then at that point I'm going, wait a minute, I'm here on the USA team representing the United States. And and this guy wants me to to buy him a boat to try to escape. What kind of scandal am I going to get into? (laughs) (laughs) So I love these, these two guys. I I forget these (laughs) to this day. I forget the guy's names, but they were wonderful. Just they just wanted to hang out with us and, and, they did us a favor by showing us around, and and kind of they were locals, and uh, I would have done anything for them except for buy them a boat to, to try to get off the island. Because I'm like, I don't need this scandal. I don't need to be detained, and uh, that's the, but that's the way life was
0: then. In California. yeah, yeah, it's it's very difficult to to this day. Um, you know, there's there's no food in the market to buy. There's no there's no bread uh it's there's i mean there's a shortage of everything over there and people are struggling people it's it's i i I mean people say it's a third world country it's like a fourth world country right now like it's it's brutal to go over there i haven't been back since i was 13 the last time i went i was 13 years old i still had family over there um so my parents would go and 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 i I was i was still in school and every summer we would go and and hang out um i one of the best times i've I've experienced has has been in Cuba. My parents, I remember telling my parents would t- would ask me every summer, "You want to go to Disney World or you want to go to Cuba?" I said, "No, I want to go to Cuba because in Cuba I was able to do stuff that I couldn't do here. Um, you know, I would walk around barefoot in the street. Uh, I would play baseball every single day. I'd wait. I'd wake up from I would I would wake up from my bed, go out to the middle of the street and play baseball. Um, when it rained, I was able to get in the in all uh, in uh, in all the puddles, jump, splash in all the puddles and I, I just felt like one of them when I was there and it was so cool for them to just bring me in like you said they brought me in um they loved me that we, we played every single day I was there and and as a little kid you don't really know what else is going on around you you know so yeah. I was just I was just enjoying that moment
1: that's pretty cool uh okay Louis Teot you know you you have a very unique uh wind up. it's coming in it's become quite the craze in the last two or three years you're just different i'll tell you as a hitter you drive me crazy because i'm like come on <laughs> just deliver the ball i get it i get it i get it uh louie did you have a chance to meet louie i think he he said to me i got a chance to meet Nestor.
0: yes we met uh at boston in our in our clubhouse in yankee clubhouse he walked by um and i want to say I, I can't remember the exact moment but I know he knew that I was Cuban and he gave me, he, he told me something and I can't, I can't, I don't recall right now, but I know we, we had that interaction and we were able to talk for a little bit.
1: Um, I, this is, this is weird. Aaron's dad, my dad, Bob Boone. I had dinner with him last night. I told him, I said, we're having Nestor Cortez on. He goes, Oh really? He goes, you know what? He goes, I would have really liked to catch a guy like him. It seemed like it would be a lot of fun. So he he wanted me to pass that on to you. My mom was there and she goes, yeah, I really like Nestor. I don't know if you you remember my mom, Aaron's mom, but she remembers you. And she's like, I really like Nestor. And I I told him dad would love to catch him. You know, I appreciate that. That's awesome.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.